Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 525, recorded live on Saturday, August 19th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man whose computer took a crap on him today, Dave Pillay. Yo! And the man whose kid uh, actually peed on him this morning, Andy Lowe. Hi. the same thing nope those are very different yep how's your tolerance of bodily fluids moving uh well i was <laughs> so i'm feeding him a bottle this morning yep uh he coughs and then spits up most of the bottle on me and the blanket okay so i uh i go upstairs to change shirts and then i come back down lays a big dump in his diaper yep and then while i'm changing that i get peed on yeah so, uh, much higher tolerance for bodily fluid. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is. There, this, is this is the... It's, it's interesting because it's like a temporary change for parents that I've noticed. Is that they like... They just stop caring for a while about contact with bodily fluids. And then eventually it starts to come back. Sooner or later it starts to come back. And just in case you're wondering, for my sleeping... Yes. Uh, I had two... Three hour sleeps today. What? Yeah, he was, uh, we put him down finally at like 1 a.m. And then he woke up again at 4. Put him down again at 5.20. And then uh, Kate got me up at 9. Wow. So yeah, that was two three hour sleeping today. He's six weeks now? A month. A month? Okay. A month and two days. month and two days. 17th. Yep. Okay. I thought it was the 7th. No, 17th. The 17th. Okay. I have my, my friend out here whose daughter is now 10 weeks. Uh, she will go to sleep at like 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and wake up at 8 in the morning. Yeah, Kate's reading this book called 12 Hours by 12 Weeks. Yeah. Which is supposedly, you know, the the game plan to get your kid to sleep for 12 hours when they're 12, by the time they're 12 weeks old. 12 contiguous hours? I don't, I don't know. I haven't read the book. I am still trying to get through The Happiest Baby on the Block and through the book club book because uh, it's my month. <laughs> so I should it probably... It would be good for you to read the book, yes. Yeah, I should probably finish the book. Because, you know, I don't want to, you know, pick a book that I haven't read before and then only get partway through it. <laughs> that, that would be kind of sad. Yes, that would be kind of sad, Dave, wouldn't it? it? It would be indeed kind of sad. Yes. That was a subtle jab at Dave in case anybody hasn't noticed. See, Dave did exactly that. Picked a book and then didn't finish it. Nope. I did, though. Yeah, that's, that's the other reason. I don't actually remember which book it was, though. Uh, the Earth Abides. Ah. I think. Yep. I was using Book Club to, to try and give me the incentive to finish it, and then just never got around to it. Well, we can't all pick winners. I know. Well, this one's not really exciting. <laughs> okay. But Solar Eclipse on Monday. Yes. You doing anything for it? Uh, I'm going to work. Okay. <laughs> so, not really, since I work Are- in the basement. Are you going to go outside around the eclipse? Maybe. Uh, I got to check to see what my welding helmet is rated. Ooh. So you can just take your welding helmet to work and look up at the... Why do you have a welding helmet? I took welding classes. You know this. I vaguely recall this. Yeah, I took welding back 
at some point. I don't remember. It was sometime when I was over at KVCC. I took a, I, you know, I didn't have a declared major at the time. So I was able to kind of just pick and choose what my classes were. And I saw one that was introduction to welding for automotive technicians. Yep. And so I snuck myself into that class. And you just hey, that's, that's still a, uh, a profession that needs more people. Oh, yeah. Because there's, there's some welding jobs that you cannot do with a robot. There are some, yes, that you can do with a robot, i.e., you know, automotive production. Yep. But there's Although a lot even of- those require at least one welder to, like, program the robot. Yeah. Do you know how they program those robots? Using code? Nope. The robot has a learn this mode. Oh, so somebody else, you know, tells the thing where to weld. Someone welds. And then the rope, like with a bunch of sensors, and then the robot just mimics that. Gotcha. So those those like single purpose welding robots from auto factories that always do exactly the same thing each time. Someone welded with that robot, and then the robot just repeats those motions. Um, is, where was I? Oh, uh, when I was working at Hydro Aluminum, we actually uh, they had gotten an order from i think walmart Mm -hmm. walmart wanted to put solar cells on the roofs of all their buildings makes sense because that's that's a lot of open real estate and they could you know cut their power usage that sort of thing there yeah so they built a a, they built a robot specifically just to weld all of these um all these you know holders for the solar cells Mm -hmm. because all the things are going to look exactly the same yeah the funny bit though was the fact that okay so they had put the order in for all the frames but they hadn't gotten the order in for all the solar panels from whatever other company was there Mm -hmm. so we just keep on building all these frames which are not you know small right they're angular and all this other stuff there but walmart wasn't able to take delivery of them yet because they didn't have the solar cells to put in them yeah so they just kept on piling up in the warehouse. I don't know what I don't know what the end of the story is. All I know is while I was working there, we had to find room for all of these solar panel frames that this machine was just churning out left and right. It was it was so silly. But So yeah, no, welding machines kind of cool. neat. Welding machines, although you you brought up another topic that actually feeds into the idea of the eclipse, which is solar panels. Okay. How much of the power in Michigan is generated by solar energy? Not as much as wind energy, that's for certain. Well, that's because you've got the coast. Yeah. And up in the thumb, too. The thumb and uh, basically where your pointer finger is in Michigan. Yeah. There's a lot of them up there as well. Yeah. So solar power is, is, it's becoming more and more, right? It is a larger and larger percentage across the country. But when there's a solar eclipse in the middle of the day, in the middle of summer, when energy demand is already high, that's not a good thing. No, no, it's not. (laughs) So a lot of companies are are looking at like, well, crap, what are we going to do? Uh, Nest has actually I got an email from Nest. This was adorable saying, hey, the eclipse is coming and you have a Nest thermostat. And we know that Wisconsin uses some solar power. So would you like to, and basically what they say is, let's pre-cool your house. So like, we'll actually turn down the temperature even more before the eclipse so that during the eclipse, you can just stop your AC. Huh. Trying to shift the load to when there's still power. That makes sense. He says as he continues to search for memes. No, that was that was actually in the process already. Uh, um, I was looking at to see what level my uh, 
welding glasses or <laughs> what shade? Andy, focus. Or just, you know, go and look at your, your welding glass for a moment and then come back. Oh, it's out in the garage, so. Right, so go look at it. I'll wait. No, it's buried in the garage. <laughs> You're it's, going to be distracted until you take no, care I of it. I just this. needed to see what shade level I needed. It's shade 12, according to NASA, so. Okay, welding glass shade 12. Or higher, which is, that's that's on the high end of the scale. I think mine might be, uh, I think mine might only be shade 10. How much does a shade 12 welding goggles cost? Uh, you could buy some welding lens for $5.47. Yeah, that's cheap. Usually ships within one to two months. Well, that's not helpful. <laughs> but I know that like my, uh, my local farm and fleet sells welding material. So 12 and up. Yes. And up being like larger numbers, right? This yes. isn't one of those weird things where the smaller number is better. No, no, it's 12 and up. Okay. Which I, I, I honestly think mine are 10, but I'll check that later. But in case anybody is wondering, if they saw on my Facebook page, um, yes, this is the first solar eclipse in the U.S. in 40 years, or total eclipse or something like that. Yeah, um, that is seen from coast to coast. Yeah, uh, the next one is showing up in seven years. Yeah, but it won't be coast to coast. No, this one will be from Texas to Maine. Right. Oh, there's a great picture of you with a baby. Yep. Um. So, yeah, no, everybody's like, oh, yeah, no, we got to go see this one. We got to go see this one. And I'm sitting there going like, you can, or you could wait. <laughs> you know, if you can wait seven years. There's going to be a total eclipse that's going to go from Texas to Maine, and literally it's going to, like, go straight over, like, Toledo, Ohio. Right, but, well, here, this. let me just send you an image, Andy. All right. Because I think that that will help describe the difference between the two eclipses. Yes, no, one literally goes from coast to coast, yes. Right, and it's it's a much larger section of the country. Yes. Right, people, essentially, no matter where you are from, you could go within, like, six hours and get into the eclipse unless you're in la <laughs> la unless gets... you're in la or maine both of those are kind of shafted no but maine like, on the maine on the next one is going to be on know. the next one yes but yes. not on on the current one no but like even where i'm at in in the middle of wisconsin like we're going to have something like 70 to 90 percent occlusion so, like, even L.A. is probably going to get some partial eclipse. Yep. Man, there's whatever is in between Missouri and Kentucky. Oh, uh, that, that one little rectangle? Yeah. Now, the next coast-to-coast eclipse, do you know when that one is? Oh, I just looked it up, and it was something ridiculous. September of 2099. Yeah. I was like, well, probably not going to be around for that one. Nope. God, that's weird if you think about it. We are not going to see the year 2100. Well, probably not. There's there's a damn good chance we won't. <laughs> Isn't the oldest living person in the world, like, ever been 120-something? Well, Andy, what year will it be when we're 120? 84. Oh, 2104. Right. So, yes, we might be able to make 2100. Might. Might. So, should we actually hit... Um, topics uh yeah probably speaking of things in the future because they're pretty cool um we can talk about the the olympics the olympics are coming to la in the future okay in 2028 oh they got the 2028 olympics i do believe so it's one of the ones coming up 
did they make the deal with Paris then? Uh, agrees to wait, giving Paris the 2024 Summer Olympics and in the order 2028 to Summer Olympics. The 2028. Yep. Yep. But I think there was a, is this one of the topics? I don't see it on here. Well, what, what topic do you think you're going for? Oh, there's, yeah, Olympic esports. Yeah. Yes. It was part of the deal. It was part of the deal. Say LA said like, okay, we will, we will withdraw from the 2024 nomination from the, the bid for that. And we will let Paris have it. On the condition that in 2028, esports is part of the Olympics. Ah! <laughs> oh my god, isn't that awesome? Isn't no! that cool? That's so cool. No! <laughs> yes, I understand that the Olympic Council of Asia confirmed esports will be recognized as a medal event in the 2022 Asian Games. Yep. Yes, I understand that's an actual thing, and yep. that Finland has officially recognized professional players yep. as athletes. Yep. Yeah, it, it was part of the negotiation that L.A. wanted esports to be part of the Olympics. Ah. ah. You could be an Olympian Dota player. Ah, that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, uh, oh my God, do you know what that's going to do for a company if your game is the Olympic game? That's not right. <laughs> you can't. Like Overwatch versus Dota versus Hearts. Like, wow. All yeah. right. What's, what's your problem? What's your problem? The thing with the Olympics yeah. has always been about physical abilities in some shape or form it has had some actual you know oh really are you trying to look yes i understand the early olympics had things like painting and yes i don't quote me like the 1924 olympics just don't yeah yes i understand there were some weird sports in the beginning you know they're also considering chess So, yes, I'm wrong with I'm upset that, you know, you could give a a company. It's like, yes, you know, Monopoly is an official esports. And then people are going to go, what about the other board games? How, you know, how much did Hasbro pay you (laughs) to make their board games the official Olympic board games? So, yes, that part of it's already. ah. But the other half of it is also how Andy. Yes. How physical is is shooting? Oh, it's all about uh, steady hands, steady hands and breathing. But I expect that if you talk to them, it is much more a mental sport. Yes. How physical is is dressage or any of the equestrian events? Okay. <laughs> Do I feel like dressage needs to be an Olympic sport? Well, I just want to point out, like, yes, these I know, exist. like, like I, I'm, I'm saying, yes, there are some of those Olympic sports that you go, why is that an Olympic sport? Dress- well, now there's also going to be esports. And all right, now I'm just looking over the ten strangest Olympic sports: uh, synchronized solo synchronized swimming. Wait, what? <laughs> there was. Solo synchronized swimming was made an Olympic sport in 1984 and discontinued in 1992. Yeah, no shit, because it's pointless. <laughs> what are you synchronizing to? 
Isn't that just rhythmic swimming? I guess so. <clears throat> Rope climbing? Huh. Club swinging. <laughs> wow. These are... Some of these are weird. Tug of war. Live pigeon shooting. Uh, I, I just... Mm-hmm. You, sir, need to get with the times. I, I'm sorry, but the Olympics is supposed to... Yes, there are sports in the Olympics right now that make you want to ask, why is this an Olympic sport? But I feel like this just, this, no, I, I just, part of me, it's just like, it doesn't, doesn't seem right. Yes, I understand. Yeah, we've talked about the actual, you know, mental statement and the, the, the twitchy fingers and all that other, you know, actual like physical requirements for playing these games. Side note, I, uh, the, I was playing the, you, uh, I'll, one one more thing about about this whole physicality thing. Do you know what happens to these people's bodies while they play? They sweat a lot. They go into extreme stress. Oh yeah, no, I don't doubt that at all. But so it just I, I, I'd say it there just is doesn't physical... seem right to have an Olympic sport where you're literally sitting down in a chair. That just that doesn't seem right, right? Like you you have the physicalness of Michael Phelps. You have the the grace of the the and what is wrong with celebrating mental flexibility? Ah, uh, shit! I just broke a pen. <laughs> um, I I think we are experiencing curmudgeon Andy. It just doesn't. Seem... I, I think it's been like I don't want to do this because that's how it's always been. Uh. <sighs> mm. It's mm. <laughs> yep, yep. Why don't I like it? Because it's different. It just seems wrong. Yep, it, but why? That's the part I can't get through my head. It just, it's, <laughs> it's like, what's the, what's the old line? Uh, I'll know it when I see it. It's wrong. I, I, and I, right, I can't. I can't define it, but I'll know it when I see it. Yeah. Ah. And I just realized I could have segued into something else when we were talking about the eclipse. Mm-hmm. I Which just, is uh, the fact that uh, Android O. Oh yeah. Is, is having its they're, launch event, and they're teasing it. the The launch event live stream is going to happen at two forty p.m. on Monday. Which is during the eclipse for most people. Yes, that is roughly when the maximum solar eclipse is set to occur in New York City. Two forty Eastern. Yes, two forty okay. p.m. Eastern time. Which I don't know why. The heck, why are they doing that? Because the they same, can. That and uh, they still haven't officially announced the name of it. But one of the somebody on their uh, Twitter account posted the announcement of the reveal date and event and posted an Oreo cookie. Oh, dear. So a lot of people are thinking, yes, you know, Android Oreo, it's going to be Oreo. That's just I'm sorry that it's just perfect for it. And, you know, Kit Kat's already done their thing with the K's. So why not mm-hmm. Oreo? But yeah, so that's going on on Monday. So I'll have that. I'll have that on my computer as I'm standing outside. Yep, because we're definitely going to go outside. Yes. Have they said any of the, like, features of Android O? Uh, No. Google has said that they will have some super sweet new powers. Okay, then. Uh, We know, for instance, due to, you know, the pre-release builds that have been released, uh, the notification panel has changed significantly, and there's new optimization software to improve battery life on all devices. Yay, battery. 
Yes, battery is good. Speaking of which, I'm currently at 69% on my phone. Oh, that's so good. Well, this is what happens. You have the baby in one arm. And the phone in the other. And it's like, okay, yeah, the tablet would be nice, but I, the tablet requires two hands. The phone just needs one. Phone just needs one. You can play whatever you want on the phone while you're holding the baby. Mm-hmm. And the baby is, like, not moving. Nope. Most of the time he's just napping or drinking formula or peeing on me. You know, no biggies. Yep. So I, I have a small problem for you, Andy. All right. That perhaps you can help me solve. All right. I've got the Switch, right? Nintendo Switch. Yes. Which, by the way, loving. We'll probably do a review of it soon. Okay. Um, we bought it from Target. Yes. But also bought it from Amazon. Long story short, I have the Switch from Amazon, but I got a, a box from Target uh, with, like, the games in it and another console that I sold at cost. I didn't make any money off of it. Um, but but Amazon knows I have a Switch. Yes. Okay. Amazon does not know that I have already purchased several games for the Switch. So Amazon keeps recommending me games that I own. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. I don't want to say this isn't a good recommendation for me because it was a good recommendation for me, except that I already own it. So what do you do? What do? Can you tell Amazon that you already to stop recommending you things? But I don't want. I've never looked at that. I, I don't want them to stop. I just don't want them to recommend this thing, but not because of any of the categories it's in, just because I already have it. Help improve your recommendations, according to Amazon. Uh, to exclude certain purchases from being considered in your recommendations, select a don't use for recommendations next to... Oh, this is, that's for purchased items. Mm-hmm. You can tell us about items you like, even if you didn't purchase it on Amazon.com. Locate the item on Amazon.com, then write a review and add a rating. We'll use that rating to help provide you better recommendations. Items you've marked as I own it. How do you do that? I don't know. That's what I'm looking for. But we can look later. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to take a look at that more. Dig into the Amazon. Okay. Should probably hit more topics, though. Yes. Um, spark plugs. Spark plugs. Spark plugs have to do with cars. You like cars. Yes, I actually so replaced the spark plugs in my Explorer recently. Well, so here's the thing. Diesel engines. Don't need spark plugs. Right, because yeah. when you compress the diesel, it heats up, and it heats up enough that it just explodes. Yes. In fact, you could try and spark diesel, and it, it doesn't really work very well. Um... Mazda claims that they have an engine that can do that with gasoline. What? That the gasoline engine wouldn't require a spark plug. Petrol compression ignition engine. Huh. Homogenous charge compression ignition. Yeah, yeah, it's fuel. Huh. So they're looking at doing spark plugless engines. Which is fine until you get cold. Well, that's why they have spark plugs in the engine, but only for certain situations. Okay, here we go. Mazda says that its Skyactiv X engine will have spark plugs that will be used in certain situations, such as low temperatures. <laughs> right there, that was my one concern. Because yep. that, was, that was the problem with my diesel engine. Was when it, it was cold was, outside. When it was freaking cold outside, I'd have to run the glow plugs two or three times. Before I'd even try and start the engine, because diesel does not work well in the cold. Nope. Huh. 
So, no, it would make sense that it's possible to do this. Yes, it's a bit harder because, you know, the uh, the spark temperature for gasoline is a lot higher than diesel. Hmm. Yeah, people have been, looks like they've been trying to do this for years. Hey, and the, there's the... <laughs> An engine model called the Sky Active X has been announced by Mazda in August 2017 as a major breakthrough in engine technology. Hey, look at that right there. Hmm. The problem is now it's like, oh, hey, look at this brand new, you know, fossil fuel engine. Right when, you know, governments are announcing that they're going to ban the sale of new petrol and diesel cars. So this is this is great for, you know, Mazda for the next 20 years. If they can pull it off. Right. Like this is still in the early phase. Yes. Granted, this is, like I said, the Wikipedia article shows people have been working on this for a while. Okay, this is what I don't understand, though, is that, so, Mazda says they're working on this new engine, right? Yeah. They've also said they're going to work with Toyota to develop electric vehicles. Okay. <laughs> are they are they just hedging their bets right now? <laughs> it's like, Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? True. Hold on, somebody knocked at our door. Okay. Marching band pop can drive. Okay. Yeah, didn't see that one coming. Did Did you have cans for them? Uh, I've got plenty of not not really. Okay. So it just kind of sucks for them. Yeah, I had the high school football team over here earlier too, selling me stuff. Which makes me wonder how much of our money is going to extracurricular activities at the high school when I have both the football team and the marching band stopping by my house looking for donations. Oh, school year is about to get started. Yep. First day is the uh, September 5th. Oh, ooh, that also reminds me, though, because that means that sports.yahoo.com slash NCAAF. It's starting up. Yep. First game for Western is September 2nd at USC. Michigan is starting ranked 10th. Holy shit. That's a damn good ranking. First game, September 2nd at Florida. Ooh. 2.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time. September 2nd. I think I will be home to watch that. Maybe. Oh, maybe not. I might be on my way back home. No, I'll be home. Right. Because we leave the 25th to go to the cabin, and then we come back on the 30th. We would like to stop by in Kalamazoo, by the way. Okay. Okay. We'll work that out. What else do we have, sir? Uh, other car news. Okay. Uh, you heard of the CAN? No. It's the Controller Area Network Protocol. Okay. That basically allows uh, different equipment in the car to talk to each other. Yeah. So um, it, it's kind of like a, a network bus sort of thing for your car. Okay. Uh, so the messages uh, are called frames. Um, okay, so uh, this is the, there's a vulnerability in the CAN system is basically what it's coming down to. Uh, if a device sends out too many errors, then as CAN standards dictate, it goes into so-called bus off state, which it is cut off from the CAN network, preventing from preventing uh, from reading and or writing any data onto the CAN. So if there's a problem, the CAN is set up to basically turn off the connection, right? Okay. Um, so the flaw is, and the attack 
vector is feeding enough errors such that a targeted device or system on the can is made into to go into bus off state and thus rendered inert inoperable. That's not good. Yes. So it can shut off things like your airbag system or your anti-lock braking system. And how does this, I mean, is, the, is this, this is something someone could attack with? Well, you have to be connected basically in through the OBD2 port. Okay. So it actually has to be, you know, physically on the network. Granted, you have um, things. <laughs> unless you have one of those um, wireless connections to the ODB2 and someone could yep. hack into that. Yep, you know, like the the thing that Progressive's trying to get us to plug into our cars for our insurance purposes and that sort of right. thing there. The problem is it's part of the CAN net protocol that, you know, if there's too many errors, you shut off the system. That's It's been the way it is. Right. And now people are saying, hey, you know, we uh, we can use this as an attack vector, which I don't... Granted, yes, you know... <laughs> If somebody can physically access your car, they can plug this in here. Granted, you know, if they have physical access to your car, they could also just cut your brake lines. Right. But I, I think the idea of this is that it's a little less obvious. Yes. Right. If I miniaturize this into something that I could just plug into the ODB2 mm-hmm. and then, well, then there's still something plugged into the ODB2. Yes. So that's still like as people are investigating. Well, but what investigator is going to think to look there? I don't know. Right. Especially if you just crashed. Yeah. Especially if, you know, you you put it somewhere else along the lines of the ODB2 or it's or you could put something on like a like a skimmer sort of thing where it doesn't look like there's anything attached to the ODB2, but there could be. Mm hmm. The problem is I'm worried that we're going to get into sort of things like with John Deere where they just lock everything down and you can't you can't even, you know, hack your John Deere tractor to play an MP3 file, which, it you know, seems a bit silly. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's the thing now is, you know, no surprise if people have physical access to your car, they can do things. What? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we should have gone from esports into the Nielsen esports. Yeah, we should have done that. There's a lot of missed connections. <laughs> wow, we are just like really on top of it this week. What's Nielsen want with esports? I actually just got uh, another letter from them with $2 in it. Really? Yeah, this is the third one they've sent me. <laughs> the problem is I don't watch TV, so like in all these introductory surveys of like, tell us about your TV viewing habits. I'm like, I watch everything on the internet. And like, thank okay, you. thank you very much. <laughs> Like we'll when just you stick start our heads doing in the internet sand stuff, and not, you know. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think they want to do it. I think they want to look at what's on the internet, but I, they're still working out how. Yeah, no, it's not easy to do. They, they can't just put, like, a Nielsen box on your cable line. No, what they had with us with the Olympic stuff was um, we had uh, browser add-ons. We had browser add-ons on our computers because we mm-hmm. were part of, you know, the some viewing thing for the 2016 Rio Olympics. Yeah. Um, that actually paid pretty well too. That's why I'm kind of wondering, you know, wonder if they're going to come back to me for the next Olympics. Maybe. That'd be nice. I'd be okay with that. They, they've, so they also got me for radio. They yeah, wanted, you're a diary it, market though, aren't you? Yeah. Yep. They wanted my radio listening habits. So I had to fill in this little diary. Yep. The diaries, both the Bane and lifeblood of the radio industry. Really? People people hate the diaries because it's all recollection. It's 
I, you know, I've actually looked at the diaries and I see somebody take a, like a radio station and they just write down like the radio station starting at the very top and they just draw an arrow all the way down for the whole day. And I'm sitting there thinking, you're not listening to that radio station the whole day. No, but I listened to it when I left in the morning to go to work. And then when I got to work, I stopped. And then I listened to it when I got back in the car until I got home. Yes, but people are lazy and will just say, no, I, yeah, I listened to it the whole day. Yep. There were other times there where I knew the radio station was literally off the air. And then we just, you know, because we, 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 we make fun of the competition going, oh, hey, you know, the guys, our competition across town has been off the air for three hours now. Sucks for them. Granted, if the engineer called us and said, hey, you know, we got a trouble. Can you help? We'd be like, sure. So <laughs> it's a weird dichotomy. Like, you know, if somebody calls out for help, everyone gets on board to help. Yeah, everyone gets on board to help. That's happened to us. You know, if, if they called us up and said, hey, you know, we need help. I've, I've literally driven to other radio stations and helped them out with their computer stuff. It's just, you know, it's, it's a weird camaraderie on the back end, but still on the front end, you, you kind of make fun of them going like, dude, they've been off for three hours now during morning drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we've looked at the diaries and the radio station we know has been off the air during that time, but still somehow people are listening. My, my goal, my, I talked to some Nielsen guys and I asked them about this because they have these things called PPM, which is a personal people meter. Yeah. I think. And it's it's basically just a, a recorder that you keep on your hip. And the radio stations that are PPM markets play a sub-audible tone d- on their broadcast that the PPM will actually pick up. <clears throat> oh, that's creepy. Well, that way you can actually know, you know, what people are actually listening to rather than just, you know, what do you remember listening to? Right. You can get the actual numbers of, okay, you know, if you got in your car, you had the PPM on, it would say, yep, nope, he listened to this radio station from, you know, 707 to 720 while he drove. And then, you know, once he got out of his car, he stopped listening. Or, you know, they can break it down to, okay, you know, a bunch of people were listening at 715. Then you played a Taylor Swift song and everybody changed the channel and they all changed the channel to this station. It's that actual, like, actual data that's really nice rather than just this arbitrary stuff. But Nielsen said they're not going to roll that out uh, beyond the markets that they've currently got them out to, which I think is dumb, but that's just me. So sorry, yeah, Nielsen, it's <laughs> both <laughs> okay. a bane and it's our only way of knowing, you know, who's listening, who's listening to our radio stations. And so what's that got to do with esports? Um, well, Nielsen does more things than just TV and radio. So they do, they've done mobile marketing stuff there. Mm-hmm. They've done, um, a lot of market awareness sort of things as well. So I think they're just going to kind of track market awareness and, uh, media consumption of, you know, esports, esports, getting ready for the Olympics in 2024. Mm. Mm. Hulk angry. You realize that's going to be like the first Olympics that your son, or at least the first summer Olympics that your son will be able to like remember. I know. And it's going to be Which means for him, the Olympics will always have had esports. Yep. I just, I, mm. (laughs) I know you're just, I'm loving this. Do, 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 do. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) Why would you do that? Make you feel bad. Make me feel bad? Yes. All right. Game on. 
Okay, so side note, I still had the sports.yahoo page open, and I went to the Western Michigan Broncos page to see if there was any news. Yeah. There's currently no news available for this team. Oops. I don't know how that's possible. (laughs) What do you mean there's no news available? It means that they have have no news about that team. Unless one of my, um, yeah, there's one reaction to the Broncos. (laughs) There's no actual news, which seems weird yeah does it i feel like they, they should have something anything uh-huh. yep same thing with eastern there's no news available for the eastern team <laughs> i think they they might just not have news for anything right now no i just looked at michigan u of m's news? got like freaking 12 articles oh well find a new website yep all right uh we should keep moving though we keep getting sidetracked and distracted god damn mouse um my uh Okay, so cool science news. All right. Because I, I like cool science news. Yes. Uh, do you know why they, they can't miniaturize the, the transistors any further than they already have? Uh, because the atoms are too thick, I think? Not quite. It, it has to do with quantum tunneling. Okay. So silicon chips are getting down to five nanometers. And what that yeah. means is that the transistor is five nanometers thick. Yeah, which I think right? is just... I think it's like something like three atoms wide or five atoms wide. It's, or, it's tiny. fucking tiny. Uh, the problem of, of getting smaller is that the way a transistor works is that you, you basically have like, do I let the electron through, right? Yes. That's, that's the really basic level is do you, do you open a path? By applying power to one path, you allow power to continue through a second path. Yeah, power is just the like flow of electrons. Like two diodes attached Right. PNP, NPN, and all those other fun transistors. Right. Yes. So we, we don't need to get in the technical details. It's just Sorry. if you apply power to the transistor, then it opens a path. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem with making it smaller is that electrons, well, quantum mechanics. Electrons don't need to be where we think they are. We, they, they just have a probability of being within a certain area of where we think they are. That's why it's an electron cloud. Well, if you make the the transistor any thinner, the electron can just kind of appear on the other side. It just ran. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's quantum tunneling. Like, it just moves through the object because the object isn't really there for it. And that, you know, kind of throws off the rest of the design of a microchip. So that's that's why they can't make these things any smaller. Well, turns out they might be able to. Um, a, a group of researchers has found, uh, a, they've been experimenting with other materials and they found one that they can make with some semiconductors that would potentially let you get down to a three nanometer chip. Oh, geez. Well, that will keep things going for a bit. Yep. If it works and if it gets to market, you could fit even more transistors on a single chip. Huh. That'd be crazy. Yep. So go, go Stanford research. Yeah. Huh. That should be really interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's going to be, those are going to be tiny freaking things. Three nanometers? Yeah. Yep. What's the wavelength of visible light? <laughs> visible light, the low end of visible light is 400 nanometers for the wavelength. Crazy. Three nanometers is, where is that on the spectrum? That's pretty high up there. Uh, Five gigahertz uh, wavelength. 
Oh, five gigahertz wavelength is six centimeters, so that's w- okay. <laughs> Got to work my way up the chart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it, and neither should you. Yep. All right. Uh, do you want to go back to cars, or do you want to go forward to something? Oh else? my god! Did we miss another cars? Yeah. Hyundai Fuck. has decided that they're going to make their own electric car. Good for And they them. say it's going to be able to go 310 miles per charge. Whoa. Okay, good for them. Yeah. How long does it take to charge? They, they haven't actually built it yet. They're just ah. uh, plan uh, 2021 is when they're planning on releasing this one. Okay. It's a little ways away. It's also planning to introduce an electric version of its Kona SUV with a range of 390 kilometers in the first half of next year. So let's see, 390 kilometers. No, I don't want temperature. I want miles. 242 miles. That's not bad either. I mean, yeah. I'm still waiting for that 400-mile charge because that's what i can get on my prius right now or you know i could just drive my explorer about 400 miles as well yep and when i reach that 400 mile uh it takes like 10 minutes to fill the tank yeah but hey okay. you know, electric cars yep probably going to be the future yep i, I really want to know where all the heck this all the lithium is going to come from probably from china because you know that's a that's a big thing Ooh. um Sorry, what? I just um, still had a tab open about the welding helmets. Yeah. I can buy an auto-adjusting welding helmet that can go from number 9 to number 13 for $35. Okay. And then take it back? Yeah, and then just take it back the next... Uh, I'm sorry, it's just not working. It's, it just doesn't fit right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I still get a kick out of telling people about the PlayStation 3 that you purchased for the Omegathon. <laughs> that was pr- which is funny because I was not the first person to return that box. Nope. Because there was stuff missing from the box. Yep. Uh, Eve Online. <sighs> who embezzled from who now? Nope. Nope. War were declared. Oh. One of the largest factions in Eve, the Imperium, has declared war. On who? Uh, someone that they were at war with a year ago? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not in the Imperium. I'm not in EVE, but the you, you should talk to your boss about it. Oh, he's been playing Pug. Pug? Player Unknowns. Oh, what? Battlegrounds. Yeah. Pub? Pub is what I'm... Yeah, Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. Sorry, not Pug. Pub. I gotta get my TLAs right. Jeez. Yeah, no shit, man. Ah. I'm sorry, NSM. <laughs> LOL. So, uh, oh, we can actually stay on the topic of um, video games and multiplayers and all that other fun stuff. Because, remember we talked about how Blizzard was going to drop the Battle.net name? Yeah. And then they weren't, and then they were, and then they did, and then they're not? Nope. Now it's going to be called uh, BlizzardBattle.net. Blizzard Battle... Wait, say it again. BlizzardBattle.net. That's what it's going to be called now. BlizzardBattle.net. Yes. Sure. So, yeah, no, they were going to change it, and now they're not. Yeah, looks like it. (laughs) So they're just going to make it 
why couldn't they just leave it battle.net? I mean, just because I don't know. They wanted to change it. It's been a long time. You know, it's also been a long time is Warcraft 3. And they just updated that. Why? Because they can't let things go. <laughs> I mean, they did just make StarCraft Remastered. Yes, that is true. Yeah, my StarCraft did update the other day when I had it, uh, Battle.net open. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Blizzard Battle.net. Well, if they're going to have that change, you should at least change the name of the app on my computer. Don't say that. Do you really want to have to double-click on Blizzard Battle.net? No, because that's the dumbest thing ever. So it's a public test realm for Warcraft 3 to test out new map pools for 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, and 4v4 multiplayer. Huh. Well, they they already had those modes, but they made improvements to them. They reduced matchmaking. Uh, They did uh, the map pools for those modes. (laughs) That's just so weird. It was like the time where, uh, oh, anytime uh, Valve updated, like, uh, Half-Life 2 just for, like, something or another, everybody freaked out thinking that, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, something's, something's Coming happening. Coming for Half-Life 3. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It was just, like, a f- bug fix that someone put out. Yep. Uh, other video gaming news. Um, so, Nintendo was releasing Pokemon Gold and Silver for the virtual console. Mm-hmm. And they've announced via Twitter... Because that's how things work now. That uh, packaged versions of Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver will be released in shops. For the downloadable content. Yes, they will contain a download code in the box. Well, that's cute. So you could go and buy the game and just have that box on your shelf, I guess. It's the best thing I can think of is why you would do that. Just putting out a collector's edition without actually putting out a collector's edition. You think they're going to sell? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it seems so weird. Granted, Pokemon's, you know, a hot commodity right now. Yep, it definitely is. Pokemon Go still uh, still going strong, although, ooh, we Let's get into that discussion next week. All right. Uh, we should probably start wrapping up. Where are we at time-wise? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just. I mean, there's there's gaps, right? There's some silence gaps, and there's the, yep. the door that you answered. Yep. You might want to leave the kid out. just standing out on my front porch, especially since he yep. can s- sort of see into the room here. Yep. So, you know, but we should probably like actually move on to the end. All right. Oh, uh, Movie Pass is starting a new thing too, where it's well, a way better deal than what it used to be. Well, yeah, it's not a new thing. It's just it used to be what, $50 a month? Yeah, like ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It was $30 or more per month. Now it's down to $10 per month. So if you like movies and, you know, don't have a small child that can keep you from going to the movies. <laughs> then maybe doing this might be might be good. Yes. You could pay $10 per month um, and you would just be able to go to one you showing. You get to buy a, a ticket a day. A ticket a day. Yes. I don't know how far ahead you can purchase said ticket. Have to purchase day of. Oh, so you are not making it into like releases. Well, unless you go there. My thought process was, you know, if there's a movie I really want to see, you know, I could swing by the movie theater when they open that morning because you actually have to be physically there to buy the ticket. You can't actually buy it online. Oh, that just makes it even worse. Yes. Because these the theater around me does, like, reserved seating. Yes. I'm not going to do that. I'll buy my ticket, like, two days before so I can get a good seat. Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. 
It's like, you know, it's it's worth paying. My big annoying part of that, though, is the reserve tickets add a tack on, what, a $1.50 convenience charge per ticket or something like that? Mine does, but there's also, like, if you sign up to be a member of their thing, which is free and gives you rewards, the fees are waived. You see, that mine doesn't do that. Yeah. Mine does. Oh, are Star Wars tickets on sale yet? You mean when it comes out in December? Yep. Uh, no. No, they're not okay. yet. All right. Anyway, I mean, we we really should jump to the end. All right. Random review. My turn, and I am going to review the watch that is currently on my wrist, which Again? is the Samsung Gear Fit 2. Ah, different than the Samsung Gear Fit that you used to have. Yes. The reason is the Gear Fit that I used to have um, only really worked with Samsung phones. So since I jumped ship to the LG G6, which I am happy about, do not, you know, dislike that change, um, my watch really didn't work all that well with my phone. Right. So you had to get a new watch. Had to get a new watch, and Samsung, realizing, you know, what was going on with the smartwatches, made the Gear Fit 2 able to be used by other devices. Like, they even have uh, an app that you can download to have it work with your iPhone. So you don't actually have to have an Apple Watch. Now, my favorite thing about this watch is the size. Because some of the other watches, like the the Samsung, you know, uh, Gear 3 and Dave's watch as well, is the size is a bit big for my taste. Okay. So I, you know, I liked the Gear Fit not for the fitness tracking stuff, um, but just for the the size factor. Because, you know, what I really wanted out of a smartwatch was the ability to get the notifications on my watch to, to be able to tell, you know, okay, somebody's calling me, glance at my watch and tell who it is, that sort of stuff there. Uh, the battery life is pretty long, so I can wear it to sleep and have the alarms wake me up. The problem, though, is with this new watch is the fact that the old watch, all of my phone alarms would get sent to my watch, right? So if I set up an like, you know, I've got an alarm set up Monday through Friday at, you know, 7 a.m. And so that would automatically get transferred to my watch and my watch would go off and saying, hey, your alarm's going off. That is not the case on the Gear Fit 2. The alarms are built into the watch itself, which means that, you know, oh, if my wait. phone... <laughs> and my watch ever got separated, then it can still work as a watch, and I can still set alarms and everything. I just, you know, won't get the notifications, that sort of thing there, which was a problem on the old one. If I ever got separated too far, my watch was kind of dead in the water. This one, you know, can still do the times and all the other fun stuff there. The problem is I have to program it on my watch, which is kind of annoying because I can't actually, you know, sometimes on your alarms, you can put a note with the alarm and say, okay, you know, this this alarm is going off for this because of this thing. Yeah, I can't really do that on the newer watch. Okay, so besides issues with with an alarm, how else is it? It's pretty good. The battery life is pretty decent um it's got a magnetic charger base so you can't you know just plug it in like you would your phone you have to put it on the base you have to put it on the base and so i've got now three of these bases (laughs) you know that's how they get you one downstairs here one upstairs next to my bed well it's going to be upstairs next to my bed uh and one in my office as well 
but it's nice because the old one had this little like you'd have to like snap the plastic thing into place this one is just a little magnetic base so i set it on there and the magnetics automatically align it and you know snap it in um it's somewhat waterproof but they told you not to wear it in the shower so which means uh, so not not so water resistant water resistant yes not waterproof. go with water resistant not waterproof yes so it's like you know yes you can put it underwater but they told you not to wear it in the shower so it's it's pseudo waterproof um form factor is nice uh problem also is that um the old one i could flip it to wear it on my other wrist if i wanted to this one is only left wrist only oh i can't i like the old one had like the one button on the side and so you could tell like yes which wrist are you wearing it on oh i'm wearing it on the right wrist and so it will flip everything over yeah you could you could wear on yeah nope this one's left hand only oh my fitbit lets me flip Yes, this does not. It also has two buttons on the side. One of them I mean, is like... You, you could move it to the other wrist, right? Like, the button's on the opposite side from what you, you would expect. No, it's... I don't... Is it that hard to move it from one wrist to the other without flipping the screen? You could, yes, but then your buttons would be on the inside rather than on the outside. So? I don't know. How How important is that to you, to have your button on the outside of it? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> Important enough to keep you from doing it, evidently. Yes. Yeah, also, uh, so there's not a lot of apps on this thing. There's a, there's some built-in ones, like, you know, I, uh, let's take a look at the built-in apps. Uh, timer, stopwatch, alarm, find my phone, which is also nice. Uh, it's got a music player, so you can control your, your phone from your watch, kind of like Spotify and all that other stuff there. It's got some exercise, step counter, heart rate stuff. There's a lot of stuff on here that I don't use because, you know, I don't need to track my caffeine consumption. Are you I still just, consuming you know, caffeine? Yes. Okay. I'm drinking you just a don't, coffee right now. You, you just don't care about tracking it. Yeah, I don't I don't care about, you know, how many floors have I gone up and down or, you know. Okay. Sometimes my watch will just automatically recognize when I'm going for a walk, but it will recognize it 10 minutes in and be like, oh, you've been exercising for the last 10 minutes. That's great. And I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Don't care. Like, I guess. Uh, one of the nice features, though, is uh, it's got a little uh, inactivity alarm. So if I haven't been up and about for 50 minutes a little thing will beep at me and say, hey, you should probably get up and walk around for a bit. Like, oi, move. Yeah, which I, I actually like, except, you know, when I'm driving <laughs> because I'm stuck in the oh, car. Oh, God, that would get so annoying. Yeah, it does that every time I'm driving up to Lansing. Uh, 50 minutes in, it will suddenly go off and be like, hey, you haven't moved for a while. And like, I'm driving. I kind of can't. But then as soon as I get out of the car, it's like, hey, congrats. You're moving again. <laughs> um, Would I recommend this for somebody else? Not right now because they're planning on releasing a gear fit 2 pro at some Ooh. point soon and probably a gear fit 3 not long after well there uh it's going to be a gear fit 2 pro and i think there's like a gear fit 2 sport or something else that's also going to be coming out it's one of the things where it's like you know i kept they kept on saying like you know hey this is probably going to be coming out soon but that was months ago i think back in like february i finally just had to bite the bullet this one was only i think i picked it up refurbished for $80. So the price mm-hmm. wasn't bad, but you know, if you're going to be looking at a smartwatch, let's say wait to see kind of what the new one looks like. So, all right. It's a nice watch. It's smaller than the other ones. It's not as fancy as Dave's, but it does exactly what I need it to do. So I'm happy with it. Okay. I I'm enjoying my Fitbit HR charge HR rather. 
Uh, cool. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Favorite Target exclusive board game release? I hear a baby. Yeah, they just came back. Favorite? So first off, I didn't realize that there were Target exclusive releases. I didn't know that either. Uh, I did learn something really interesting because it turns out one of my coworkers used to work for uh, a publisher company and they would be the ones like he was partly responsible for getting certain games that you and I know and enjoy into stores like Target. And I I asked him about it. I said, well, the the store that most places start with is Barnes & Noble because Barnes & Noble will take anything. Okay. Like you have to fill out paperwork, honest to God, paperwork, not fill in forms online or send an email like you have to fill in paperwork, but they will take anything. And then if it sells at Barnes and Noble, then you can use that to go to other places. But evidently, Target has some exclusives. I didn't know this. I guess I have to go check out Target. Uh, Things like Exploding Kittens was was an exclusive to Target if you didn't purchase it online. The Oregon Trail game. There's a Bob Ross game. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego and Saved by the Bell? Super Mario Brothers. What? Hmm. Yeah, it was a Super Mario Brothers power-up card game. Exclusive to Target. I don't know. Like, I honestly, I don't really care about any of these. Yeah. Like, they tug at the heartstrings, right? There's some nostalgia. I kind of want to know what the Oregon Trail is like. Uh, four stars on 88 reviews, so... So it sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. How much of that's just nostalgia, though? I don't know. Only at Target. Operation. Decipher Risk. board game? Huh. What the hell? Like, how did Target acquire all of these? I don't know. Oh, my God. There's one called Meme the Game. I do have to say that I think we pair, we purchased Pandemic at Target. I think we purchased Codename, Codenames at Target. A bunch of games we actually purchased how? at Target. How is this not, like, a joke website? How is this not fake? Scrawl? Oh, jeez. Terrible drawings, ridiculous guesses. And look at the drawing. Yeah, I know. I see that. That's uh... 17 plus, right? The age range is 17 plus. I I don't know, man. There's so many. This is weird. Like, this is Target. This is corporate. Target's corporate website. And this is just. I What? Ooh, there's a Ticket to Ride kids version. Ooh. My my co-worker's son beat me at Ticket to Ride. He is five. Oh, yeah, no. uh, One of our nieces, I think it's uh, King of Tokyo, where she's just a savant at it. Yep. Classic parlor games. Bucket of Doom. Hmm. So I, I, I don't know what, you know, exclusive ones there are. There's a bunch of them. I haven't really tried any of them. I haven't tried most of these. I, I'm, I think I'm most curious about the Oregon Trail, followed by Bob Ross, followed by Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. That's what I've got. I might have to try that. Where in the World is Carmen San? I loved Carmen San Diego. Wow, there was uh, a game called Ship of Treasures, which was actually designed by fourth graders who won the opportunity to work with Target and their partners to perfect the gameplay, create the packaging, and do everything needed for Ship of Treasures to make its debut at Target stores. Nice. Just in case you're wondering, uh, Target has unleashed more than 50 exclusive games over uh, July 30th weekend, so there's a lot of new games out there. Oh, okay, so we should go check that out. Mm -hmm. All right, I think that's everything. Yep, that's a wrap.
This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.